Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 85 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by Allie. Hello. I love, Mara? I love oh. hexagons. <laughs> hey, nice. everyone. Um, I also enjoy hexagons. And They're my Tristan. favorite shape. It's hip to be square. <laughs> I'm um, cool like a circle. The spoiler cast is your look at um, what we've been playing, watching, consuming in some way, shape, or form. Consume um, all media. Consumed all the way through so that we can talk about it, spoil the crap out of it. Uh, today's episode is going to be about the recent Disney Plus series, WandaVision, which is, of course, if you're probably aware if you're listening to this, takes place in the Marvel Disney cinematic pantheon. Uh, a, what, eight I like episodes? that pantheon. An Nine eight episodes. episodes. Nine episode Nine thing. Episodes. Of which I saw about six episodes. I think everybody else here saw the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to see the whole thing, but uh, we lost our access to Disney Plus and I haven't got the password <laughs> back to, 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 to log back in and finish it, unfortunately. Right around. But I saw that big first twist, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about later. So that's. Just, mm-hmm. What a twist. I will say that the first twist is the literal best part of the show. That's not a real diss on the rest of WandaVision. Like, I think WandaVision is good. Um, I think it's uh, stuff after that is is fine. But in it's my fine. opinion, that, uh, that twist to me is, at least when it came out, felt like the best surprise reveal I've seen in a show. And oh my god, I lost my shit. I lost yeah. my shit when I yeah, saw like, that. Yeah, like, you know, I, we, we talked about how I was a bit underwhelmed. Which I mean, granted, that's because it was spoiled for me. But, like, when he shows up. But, my gosh, this was, uh, yeah, that was this was great. And I'm not totally convinced that uh, it is that, that it is just just a big, big, uh, uh, big boner joke. That's all I'm saying. All right, so, so before we get into things, yeah. Uh, before we get into things, as a heads up, this is the spoiler cast. If you are new to us, we are going to spoil the sh- out of WandaVision. <clears throat> Starting now, really. Spoil yeah, yeah. Spoil the poop out of it. I, I oh, think yeah. we should just, just start it right off, right uh, with a bang, because you're yeah. already you're already so, talking about it. Yeah. So can I just say that overall, I was disappointed. Oh. Like, I had the I opposite feeling. I liked where it was going. I liked the things it set up, and then it did nothing with those with those things it set up. Ellie, what are your thoughts? Uh, I liked it uh, quite a lot, actually. Yeah, I. I, I, I mean, I wasn't until... expecting the world's most amazing ending, but like, um, I mean, it kind of ended the way I expected it to, but it was like, I don't know. Not unpleasant. Well, it was sad. Right. But not unpleasant. And it's also like, I mean, I know stuff about particular characters from the comics anyways. So it's like, I kind of expected those things to happen. But it was still sad. Yeah. It I'm sucks just... to give up the things you love. It, yeah. And become a horrible monster. Hmm. Um, I just, like, overall, it was a good series. I just... I just felt kind of disappointed that it didn't use everything it set up is the big thing 
So and for, I don't even I don't even care about the there were some wacky theories going around. And I actually only heard about all of them after I watched the last episode. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that was never going to happen. But I'm just... Uh. See, that's the beauty of watching this after the season, fin- the miniseries finished airing and like not reading anything about it is I have no idea what any of the stupid uh, theories were. And I'm so delighted to not have had to experience that. Well... Well, like I said, I only saw the real, the, the stupid theories after the end. I tried to keep away from theories, too. And the theories I read, I was all like, oh, yeah, there's, there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah, I, like, I just didn't seek them out. I was like, nah, I don't want to. So, I 90% of the time hate Marvel theories anyways when it comes to their TV shows and films because they're all stupid. So as so I'll actually throw throw something in here in terms of directly theory. So in terms of impressions... I overall enjoyed it. I thought it was good. There were some things that were stronger than not about it. But I think overall win, I think that probably, if anything, one of the bigger weaknesses about it was, I think, around the fact that the ending was... There's only so much catharsis mm-hmm. you can give someone in a, in a Marvel project, especially a uh, an experimental one. Um at least when you're dealing with that kind of sex, like it's stakes. Like, this is a thing that deals with family and death oh, yeah. and children and reality. And so, this is a lot higher stakes than like normal superhero, supervillain stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. unless you were going to kill, unless you were going to kill Wanda or do something that was going to be a big reset to the universe, which they opted not to do because Disney, I think, is being, you know, is. Is trying to set up a whole slew of different properties. Um, mm, I don't milk really... that cash cow, milk it good. Milk it good. But I, I guess milk it good, daddy. Yeah, but I guess fundamentally, I don't think that you really could follow follow through on the level of emotional stakes while there's still time, oh, yeah. like you know, creating the cash milk. I will say though that I was exposed to theories as I was uh, as I was watching it um, by some, actually some fairly uh, fairly excellent creators and. Uh, it actually wasn't a. It didn't really take away the experience for me. Like uh, I, um, it over. Maybe it's just because I generally seek out non-toxic portions of uh, of creators and theories and such, and uh, I don't bother with the nonsense, which is again easier said than done. Uh, but uh, but I happen to have a pleasant time like watching it in real time and uh, hearing like what some like creators like I think it's their names like Jay Stubes on like the TikToks. Um, had a lot of really fun WandaVision stuff that she was putting out as it was airing that I actually enjoyed it. Billy. <laughs> the TikToks, Billy! The TikToks! What I appreciated the most about Wanda, and what I think we will also uh, will also appreciate about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, is that what WandaVision did was it added some fucking humanity into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, like we see people act, taking the, it takes the time to actually see people dealing with shit that has happened. And that's what we're probably going to get more of with Falcon and Winter Soldier, a.k.a. the, we, what we really need is therapy, but we got a miniseries instead. (laughs) We need, we need therapy, the miniseries, please. And if we're honest, by the end of it, should also spend the rest of their your life in prison too. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that like I, I, within the logical structure of it, 
I totally sympathize with, you know, Wanda's grief and with her kids and everything that's going on there. And, you know, I can totally just take myself out of, like, you know, the logical, rational things. Like, oh, we know she's a good person and she has a protagonist, so of course she gets to go off and live peacefully and stuff. But, you know, if you do decide to just, like, step yourself out of it for a second, like, she did, you know, leave people in a horrible torment to create this life for herself where they literally yeah. had her traumatic nightmares. And yeah. I'm sorry. If yeah. someone, if I was a jury and this, if I was on a jury and someone said, like, yes, I, I, I tortured 200 people in their sleep. Uh, I, I would I would vote to confide that some uh, person and to a secure facility. ruled their lives. <laughs> dominated their minds, controlled their lives, and made them actors in a in the biggest Truman show ever. But but, but I just also want to emphasize like that scene at the end where like everyone's confronting her, it's like we have your nightmares. It's just like when you see the amount of trauma that Wanda has gone through, um, you know, being a war refugee, being a terrorist, being an Avenger, I think Thanos, like, this whole thing is about how her immense amount of PTSD is one of the things that would combine with her magic causes her to create this thing. And then think you're just like a normal mailman or a burger flipper or a construction worker or a sit, and, and now you're just like dealing with that on top of whatever trauma you have in your own life. Like, right. think about how horrific that would be. Yeah. Not to mention you're being trapped inside your own mind while while being consciously forced to play a character. Oh. But, uh... It's not a good time. It is not a good time. It's a bad, it's a bad time. It's so, a very bad time. Like many people, uh, my partner is not someone who is a Marvel movie person. And uh, she actually really, uh, but she like watched all of WandaVision with me and actually like enjoyed it. And uh, I feel that there was a lot of, uh, that I, I feel like that this show has a lot of crossover for people who might not necessarily enjoy normal superhero fare. Um, which, you know, is again, which, uh, which again, like, you know, this is what Marvel's doing. They do movies with superhero things that are of different genres. But I felt that this thing had a lot of really good amount of accessibility to folks who don't really like any of those kinds of trappings. Uh, mm -hmm. Dan, you're less of a Marvel person um, or a superhero person, uh, well, person in general. Uh, you know, what did you what did you think of what you saw of WandaVision? So I fell off of it actually right around the time that I lost my password to Disney Plus. <laughs> I, I I I really really liked it as it was building the dread mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. what is going on here. Why is time moving so quickly? Why are they in this? Why does it keep changing eras of, of television? You know, why are these people? Why are these people also freaking happy? And what's going on? And I think once they peeled back that layer, and they explored the people outside of the town, and that's when I started to lose a little bit of interest. I'm I'm with you there, Dan. Like the first few episodes, where it's got like the mystery and the different. Yeah, it's jumping to different genres, and there's like little bits and pieces. You're like, and there's some like serious like dread moments in that. Like the first time you see the quote-unquote beekeeper. Yeah. And you're just yep. like, yeah, that shit was cool. The fuck was what is that? Who is that? What is what does he have to do with everything? And you're just like, like that's some like good horror tension in those right. first few episodes. Um, and, and then the next episode, they're like, "All right, let's send the guy in." Yep, and you're like, and you're oh, like "Oh, okay, yeah, oh, all right, okay. yeah." 
you know. It's sort of um, like when the Matrix movies explain what's going on, and you're like, oh, it's like, no, 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 <laughs> it's fine, it's fine, no, no, just, just, just Too let much. me, yeah. just let me speculate. You're right. Exactly. It, it, it's an interesting thing too. I mean, because that was the whole midichlorians issue with 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 right, uh, exactly with yeah. Star Wars as well. I feel that like the unknown and letting your imagination fit in, or really even just allowing magic or but magic or God or in the case of the Force, my best favorite generation, but like space Buddhism, like actually be a thing as opposed to like try to explain it out and fit into a rational box. I just feel like for me, it's a lot stronger. Um, and yeah, and I think that you were definitely, the dread portions of it were uh, were very strong and interesting. Although that being said, stuff on the outside, I mean, you know, like I do, you know, I, I, I always enjoy uh, enjoy Kat Denning and, uh, you know, she did her Kat Denning thing. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so when are we gonna get a X-Files style Jimmy Woo spin-off series. No, no more spin-offs. There's too many. <laughs> oh, um, the, 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 that ship has sailed, my, that my ship friend. Has sailed, unfortunately. I did love the bit where Monica's like, not Monica, Darcy's like, you want one? And she's talking about the chips and he's like, a little Jimmy Woo with his own little FBI badge. <laughs> like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, no, wait, you meant the chip. Yeah, I'll have a chip. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking I, I also, idiot. I, I, I did also love the changing of sort of genres and eras. Mm. Like like each episode that takes place in a specific like era of of like sitcom TV was very well done. I always I think the eighties one was my favorite, if only for that opening and seeing baby vision and vision in like funny Halloween costumes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lost my mind. I also liked how the effects sort of grew at the times. Like this, you know, in the fifties, sixties it was like Stop yeah. you, you can almost tell that like the plates were suspended by string. Yeah. And that was really that cool. Was, I love yeah. that. I, I, will, I will say the one thing I had hoped to get that we didn't, but I'm okay that we didn't get it. Um, when Agnes said, you don't think you were the only magical girl in town, I was like, oh, are we going to get a Maho Shoujo oh Wanda no. episode next? No, I hate it. As much as I love anime, please no. Please, for jucking, no. I mean, yeah. Into the Spider Verse. Oh, sorry, go yeah. on. Go ahead. Well, I mean, Into the Spider Verse did establish that there is an anime multiverse. And there is. So, so yeah, you might uh, you might get Wanda fighting Sailor Moon if Disney does get all the intellectual properties. That. I've read that fanfic. Is it good? Uh, it actually, it was uh, okay, I guess. It was probably written by a fellow 12-year-old, so I don't Did they, um, did they oh, Chris gonna... at any point in this fanfic? That, oh my god. I'm not going to make fun of them. I thought that shit was dope. Let 12-year-old girls live their dreams. I won't shame them. All right, all right, so guys, that's a t-shirt we need to make and sell. I've read that. Just, just t-shirt that says, I've read that fan fiction. <laughs> so, uh, an effort in a, to get us to this this piece that we brought up at the very beginning. I will I'll also tell you that I didn't even realize the reveal was a reveal until after the fact. Like, I had watched mm-hmm. a whole other episode of the show, and then you're and like, like, "Wait a minute." I was like, I was like, what's the reveal? And so for me, I oh, you I mean only, that it's like all Wanda's doing? 
No, 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 no. no. We're talking revealed. about the we're talking about the billion dollar cameo. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, talking yeah, about, that talking was about great. Quicksilver. Yeah, that I, was fucking great. So I had no idea what the significance of that was oh, when I saw it. I was just, I was just like, hilarious. Okay, Quicksilver's here. Like, what? No, Why? As soon as I saw that, I yeah. lost my fucking mind. You have yeah. no idea. I was just like, I do have an idea I was just because like, everybody Whoa. else lost their mind about it, and I, it literally just passed me by. I was like, okay, Quicksilver's here. I didn't understand the significance of the two different Quicksilvers. So Quicksilvers or prop or you know owners yeah. of or was, rights was, holders or whatever it is. As soon as I, I saw no him, food. I was like, I was just like, oh my god, this cameo cost them a billion dollars. Oh my god, is this how they're br gonna bring in the X Men? <laughs> is this how they're bringing in mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Is this happening right now? Are we finally gonna get a proper proper mutant series rather than the last piece of garbage Fox put out? Please, God, please. No. Nope. So, <gasps> so two like, things. Oh, no, sorry. Right. And, th and then, so th this is what I'm talking about. Uh, my disappointment was that they put in all these things that nothing really built on. Like, so first you have, first you have uh, Days of Future Past Quicksilver show up. And that's like, oh my god. And it ends up being nothing. And then you have this part where they talk about, wait, no. Going through the field multiple times, it's changing you somehow. And I'm just like, oh, is that how they're going to bring in mutants? Like, like, is everyone in this town going to be like the first generation of mutants who, because they've just been altered by Wanda so hard? And mm, I feel like if they're going to do mutants, they're going to do it as a big, big movie and not a miniseries. Because, yeah. like, the thing that I also really liked a lot about WandaVision is it's very different from anything else they've done. Like, I really agree with the whole bringing a lot of humanity and heart into Marvel and just, like... It's been a while since Marvel stuff has made me genuinely laugh, like, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And this made me laugh a lot, and it was really nice. Yeah, I laughed a good deal, too, with the parts that I watched, at least. I don't know if it retains its funny as the episodes <laughs> go on, but... Because it seems like it's getting a bit more serious, but... So, oh, I'll say... So, I'll say this about, um... About, you know, like, the scale and such, um... You know, just so folks who are going in totally blind on this, uh... WandaVision, the miniseries, the premise is, is that for the first, like, two, well, two, three episodes, you are just seeing different sitcoms that Wanda, Maximov, the Scarlet Witch, and Vision, who died in the course of, um, uh, in, in the course of uh, Infinity War, um, but for some reason he's alive, are in. They're basically, like, acting in these uh, old-time sitcoms. Like, one's based off of, like, uh, one's like uh, Leave It to Beaver, and then it goes, uh, and then it goes Bewitched, and uh, right. there's one that seems like Malcolm in the Middle inspired, hmm. and another one that seems kind of Office inspired. It, it's uh, you're trying to figure out what's going on, and then it, as it goes on, you figure out that oh, Wanda's creating everything, and uh, it's her sadness hexagon. Exactly, and she's pretty much keeping this whole town hostage. They have to figure out like why did she create this hexagon? that's altering reality here. What's the deal with Wanda's powers? Why is Vision alive? Um, but in the course of that, uh, you know, her brother who died in Age of Ultron, uh, he comes back, but he's played by the same person who plays Quicksilver, her brother, um, in, in the Days of Future Past movies. 
And yeah, I think we were all really excited about, and for me, when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, because A, I enjoy the days of the, uh, I, I enjoy first class X-Men. I even enjoy the, you know, the, the original Briar Singer ones. Like, you know, there is, there is imperfection and uh, Brian Singer, awful human, uh, allegedly. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, uh, I just, I, I just, like, for instance, uh, Days of Future Past was just such a fun movie. Was it perfect? Yes. Is it, was it my trash? Absolutely. And uh, Quicksilver is the best thing about those movies. Like, Evan mm, Peters' Quicksilver is great. He's fun. He's quippy. And, uh, it He's was, on his toes. Yeah. And it, it was, it was fantastic to see him and be like, oh my gosh, this is how they're going to bring Quicksilver into the uh, of the mutants into the MCU, you find out later that oh he's just an actor named Ralph Boner, but I honestly think there's two theories on that. One <laughs> that he was actually um, the person in witness protection that uh, the FBI was originally investigating when they discovered the hex, and mm. so that which I think is fairly compelling. Although the flip side of that is that you know he was on the screen, so why didn't they identify uh, identify him his face? Right. And two, I think that you know there's just could just be other things while of why he's stashed there, and I and they just didn't pull the full trigger because they haven't lined up all their all their uh, dominoes to do it. My impression is whether it's going to be him, or whether it's going to be a temporal clone or whatever. When Marvel brings in people from the MCU, uh, or from the mutants into the MCU, however they introduce it. Evan C. Peters' Quicksilver is going to be a part of it because, again, he's fun. He's a fan favorite. He was great. And I felt that this was probably just kind of testing the waters to how much people like that idea. And as such, I feel that we're pro- that he's probably going to be retconned or something into having actually – or if he's not Quicksilver already, he will be li- – they have created this space to lightly retcon him in to be actually being Quicksilver. Uh, right. Like well, I mean, they, let's they, let's yeah. Well, they they even say, did she just recast? <laughs> There's even a line in it is, did they just recast Quicksilver? Exactly. Uh, and and yeah. I do I do really hope that he was the original uh, originally supposed to be the uh, witness protection program person because otherwise that's just another thing that they put in here that doesn't go anywhere. I mean, I think the show definitely purposefully had a bunch of red herrings, um, and I think that it was kind of kind of the kind of the fun of it, uh, part of the fun of it. I I would will say that uh, that the that uh, that just when he was on screen, Evans Peters uh, Quicksilver was was really delightful, and oh, yeah, I, I hope was, we it was, it was perfect. Was um, awesome. I, and in terms of things that you'd bring in. From the Fox properties, uh, I mean, it's basically like Evan Peters' Quicksilver tops the lips. Uh, tops the is one of the things that tops the list because I think Hugh Jackman and uh, and uh, Patrick Stewart are probably not coming back. If they oh, do, God, it's no. if oh, they no. do, it's going to be because of the thing that's definitely coming into the MCU, whether we like it or not, which is Deadpool crotch first riding a flaming unicorn. Oh, um, oh yeah. Like, you know, um, de- it's that, that's, and he's probably how everything gets introduced. Uh, but, but yeah, I think Deadpool is, is definitely coming in. I think Everett Pierce Quicksilver comes in. 
Uh, I wouldn't actually be surprised if Michael Fassbender's Magneto comes in too, since like I, was, I mean, mwah, Shepard's kiss. I was super hoping. So what I was hoping at the end, at the very end, where we see her and she's in her that cabin, in I'm guessing uh, Sokovia, like. I was so hoping for Michael Fassbender to like show up at the door and for that to be like the last scene, or, like the after credit scene. Oh, um, that would have been great. Hugh, they're not going to get Patrick Stewart or Hugh Jackman. Patrick Stewart is just, he's, he is like, way, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman are both like way too long in the tooth now to play those roles. Yeah. And Hugh, I mean, Jackman, has, Hugh Jackman has said like, no, no, I am done with Wolverine. So I have can't it, keep up with the training regimen. It's time for Ackman. someone else. Yeah, it's time for someone else to take this this role. I uh, so I'll, I'll say this. I I honestly think that um. So having seen Patrick Stewart in Star Trek Picard, like you know, I think he could, which is definitely a role where he ha- where his age shows a lot more than Professor X because Professor X is not a physical character. Um, whereas is that Captain? Whereas John Luke is. Um, even older, John Luke in his nineties in this uh, in that incarnation. So, like, I think he could still sit in the chair and act the cra- act the crap out of that role. But I do think that, um, and similarly, I think that Hugh Jackman could put on the claws one last time or whatever. But I just feel the thing that would stop it is is that um, uh, you know the Wolverine, well, like you know that that last Wolverine movie was one of the best. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, Logan was one of the best um, movies uh, that uh, superhero movies I've seen. Right. It's beautiful. It's just so... We, we believe we reviewed on this cast. It's just like... Oh, yeah. It's a perfect fucking... It, it, it's a really good movie, and when you have a chance to end on a great ending, it's a... Uh, I think it's a little difficult it. to not... To, 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 to go back to it, and both right. of those are people who... You know, they're people... They're actors of integrity, I feel, who, like, don't need the money... And have other projects. So, um, well, we'll Barry, the, the other thing too is that if they were going to reintroduce Professor X and Wolverine, they're going to reintroduce those characters. Those characters are not going to likely be around for just a single movie. And remember that the last arc of the MCU took ten years. Well, remember this though that um, the rumors about the new Spider-Man movie. Seemed to be that you were going to get Alfred Molina, Doc Ock, and uh, uh, Jamie Foxx, Electro. So we may be getting like full on multiverse. I mean, also multiverse of madness. And like well, the fact that you could get these incarnations and then introduce other incarnations is totally conceivable, um, and potentially ve- and potentially very interesting. So I'm very curious about how uh, Marvel does all of this. But at the end of the day, they really didn't tip their hand here. Like, they showed us a possibility and then didn't commit themselves to it. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, ultimately, again, a part of the brand management. But uh, I want to get everybody's impression on uh, what was what was in front of our face all along. What was in front of our face all along? Come on. No, no one's going to do the Agatha, th- the Agatha song? <laughs> <laughs> I killed Sparky. <laughs> and I killed Sparky. <laughs> I can't do the Agatha song justice. I haven't practiced it enough. I've only heard it once, Barra. Huh. It's been Agatha all along. Yep. Um, so that that was a very good twist. Uh, especially because it has 
um, it has the throw off in like, was it uh, the '80s episode where it seems like where it seems like she's 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 kind of understanding what's happening, yeah. Right. It's like do you like want me that to bit that where again? she comes in and is like, "Let me help with the babies," and Vision's like, "No," and she's like, "Do you want me to go from the top? Huh? Like, do you want me to go from the top of the scene?" Yeah. And Vision's like, "What the fuck?" Right. Oh, the and then fuck? you're like, "Oh no, that was her just being meta to fit in and to keep the illusion going." Oh man. Um, yeah, Agatha yeah. was a fucking delight. Oh yeah, excellent. I really, really enjoyed that character. That was a very excellent good. villain. Uh, and I what I appreciated about Agatha was um, was like the neighbor, which turns out is this really powerful ancient witch who's trying to steal uh, Wanda's magical powers, which is confirmed that she's doing magic. She just didn't realize it. Yep. Uh, but and this, which was. Uh, quite cool oh sorry Allie no uh, oh but no I was just yeah. gonna say and and it's really hard to not empathize with Agatha's reasoning for wanting yeah. to steal Wanda's powers it's like you have this ultra like this ultra capable savant who has no idea how to control these super dangerous powers and has and is now holding an entire town hostage it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. This is like a toddler with a assault rifle. God, yeah. Or, I mean, or a toddler with a nuke. You see that her power really has the ability to rewrite reality. Yeah, um, which which I always thought was kind of weird that they partnered her up with the Mind Stone. And, like, that's her big connection. Rather than the Reality Stone? Because oh, it's red. It was because of Vision. It was because of Vision. But I'm just like, like the obvious, like pairings from like a creator standpoint it's like no connect her with the reality stone her powers are like now modifying and changing reality and they're red and we made the reality stone red no I mean that would be yeah. too easy that would be too simple yeah uh, one other thing that I appreciate about the Agatha thing was is that Agatha Harkness was a pretty obvious person like you know was the neighbor being Agatha Harkness was pretty obvious and uh you know, there are some people and creators who, like, you know, when they when something is guessed by fans or they think, oh, this would be obvious fan guess, change it or, like, you know, just, like, or, like lose faith and, like, and then re try to rewrite everything. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate the sheer ballsiness of being like, nope, we're going to put this out there. You're probably going to guess who it is. And, yep, yeah, no, it's her, but we're going to do it well and we're just going to commit to it and we're going to have this great actress in uh, actress who's on the older side of life just like powered out and ham it up and the reason oh, i said she is was that, fantastic like, she was oh, yeah. catherine Hamm, she was fantastic wonderful um i would also say sexy and like but and the reason why i bring that up too is it's just like i know slight mini rant and that it does drive me kind of crazy that like by the time a lot of people uh actresses are in their 30s not to mention 40s or 50s, gosh, gosh forbid, they're, like, considered over the hill, where it's just, like, and it's, like, I don't understand why we always have to cast women in their early 20s to be the, ro to be the romantic lead when, like, uh, for, for, for men in their 40s. Like, it's... Yep. It's, 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 it's not necessary. It's not that you can't do that. It's just that when you do it every single time, it's weird, because, spoiler alert, if you're a conventionally attractive human being in your, oh, in your 20s or an actress... There's probably a good chance you're going to be a conventionally attractive being in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, 50s, 60s. It's just like, 
You don't suddenly just like fall off a cliff and become a blob monster. It's just like I'm not a happening. blob. I turned dirty last year and now I'm a blob monster. I'm no longer beautiful. Speak for yourself. I used to be cute. What happened to me? I used to, to be kawaii. I started melting. Uh, I've passed hey. my expiration date. Just throw me out with the rest of them. Oh, throw me into damn. the sea. <laughs> But yeah, Catherine Hod was just it, so it was nice to see Catherine Hod get this meaty role and for her to just be like oh yeah, brassy it. and flirty and powerful and just like ah bah, bah. It was like yeah. This I just is, I can't good. get over the fact that this is the same person that played the really nasty news anchor from fucking uh Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> it delights me to no end so much. I forget her name. It's like Jan or something like that. God, what a bastard. I love it. I just love a really good antagonist. Don't we all? Don't we all? Much much better than the other one. And antagonists that are in there the whole time. Like, I think that's yeah. a key component to what makes a good a good. It's not the Disney surprise guy. villain. You know, this is gonna be a weird. This is gonna be a weird call out, but I've been running a D and D campaign of the Curse of Strahd, and the thing that's really fun about that campaign is that the villain is there at the beginning, pretty much, and sort of shows up throughout. Um, and I think it adds a lot of um, a lot of intrigue to the to the proceedings. So um, always exciting to see that uh, in in movies, shows, and other things. No, definitely. Uh, a good villain really, really makes it. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, I, so it sounds like folks were not crazy about like Mr. Director Man. Yeah, who... I mean, it just was like you could see it coming from a mile away. Oh, he's okay. like the cool mentor figure. Turns out he's a douche. Whoa. Yeah. Surprise, Disney villain. Yeah. So, so I actually a while, a little while back, to continue just on talking about the good, like lovable villain trope. Uh, I just want to do a quick little shout-out. Uh, a while back, I stumbled upon a fantastic uh, little YouTube video um, by by Overly Sarcastic Productions. It's titled, Trope Talk, Magnificent Bastards. And basically goes into um, just what it is about the sort of long-running antagonist that you can't help but love because they are just such magnificent bastards mm -hmm. um, and for anyone who, who's interested in sort of like um, sort of story beats or character like analysis and stuff like that I definitely recommend you guys check it out um, it, it, is magnificent bastard the same as like deliciously evil or are those two different things uh, deliciously evil. They can they can have a crossover, they but they're not exclusive to each other. Okay. Right. The magnificent bastard is predominantly the the villain that you cannot help but love because while they are a villain, they're just such magnificent bastards mm -hmm. that and a big part of that is that they are charismatic. But basically, the, the standard is the standard ingredients are charisma. Yep. A code. And a not necessarily overtly antagonistic attitude towards 
your protagonist. Got it. Right? They're not, like... So, for example, the character who's, like, like you know, the hard-bitten edgelord who will stop at nothing to ruin a character's life is not mm-hmm. cannot be a magnificent bastard. Right. You know? There has to be a sort of almost, like, friendly, competitive edge on it. And at the end, it can change to that. But for the Magnificent Bastard to exist, there has to be sort of a kind of a one-on-one, like a a tête-en-tête, a back and forth, like. Um, I feel so really like, bad because the only one I can think of right now is from Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I was actually like, gonna ask. I was actually gonna ask Tristan to describe a few examples of this because all I can think about are deliciously evil bad guys. So, so some, so some good examples of this. Um, Hey, spot t- spot t- uh, speaking about Disney stuff, uh, Xanatos uh, from Gargoyles is a magnificent bastard. Also tying it back into Patrick Stewart because he's voiced by Jonathan Frakes. Um, certain incarnations of like Lex Luthor are, can be magnificent bastards depending on who's writing him. Um, uh, what's here? <laughs> So I'm not going to okay. say mine because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to uh, TV traps to find some yeah, examples. I, I, like I can't think of any. All I can think of are like deliciously evil things, like Emperor Palpatine and stuff like that. What's that like to live deliciously? What's like just that like the taste villains of that are butter? so evil that you can't help but love how evil they are. There's more humanity to a magnificent bastard. Yeah, I think, yeah. Is the key I, thing. I sort of, I sort of get the the trope now. It's just like, I can't think of any like modern examples. I'm sure they're out there, sitting right in front of me, but I just can't think of them right now. But uh, why? Did, there, oh god, did they just change? Did GB tropes like just recently change its formatting because it's made it a really pain in the butt to try and find stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, were there any? While well, Tristan looks that up, uh, were there any other thoughts on uh, the season that was, or the series that was, Wandavision? Uh, I guess it's just sort of saying the same thing again. But I liked that it made me care about Wanda and Vision because mm-hmm. I didn't really in Age of Ultron, and I'm like, okay, whatever. He died. It's. Nah, or no, he died in Infinity War. Pietro died in Age of Ultron. Yeah. But then it's like, I mean, they're fine in those movies. But I like actually really enjoyed their interactions. And again, it's like it's some very snappy TV writing, mm-hmm. which I really liked. And having them do the whole like different eras of sitcom really suited well to that. Gotcha. Especially Vision. Oh my God, he was such a dumb dad. Dumb in a good way, like oh, I don't under humans, yeah, children, hell, like I love that the whole premise of him in the magic show episode was yes, he's acting was like he's say. drunk because he has gum in his gears, say. and then he's I'm... like, but it makes him funnier, yeah. and everybody in town likes him more when he's acting like an idiot and not so freaking uptight. <laughs> right, I thought right, that was go, amazing. So the so the, the one the, there's a whole bunch now that on here that I'm looking at, um, but here we go. Here, here's probably here's probably the easiest 
most accessible answer to this. It's Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I feel like Die Hard is such a good example of, like, I need an example of X, Y, and Z in a thing. Oh, Die Hans, Hard. Gruber. Hans Gruber. Die Hard. Just, yeah. or, there or, you go. Okay. Uh, Dan, have you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Uh, like three episodes ever. Okay, never mind. Because uh, because there's a character in, call, in that called Doug Judy, which yeah. is a, who's a recurring kind of antagonist. Um, he's also a good example. Is would Freddy Krueger fit in that category? Is or is he yeah, too violent? No, to the, too to violent the, to, to, the, yeah. to the people. Too okay. sad. Too violent and too sad. Well, no, I'm thinking of Jason. Yeah. Or, or if you're if you follow Doctor Who, uh, certain iterations of the Master. Gotcha. I especially don't follow like that the, either. Especially the more recent ones. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, certain awesome. incarnations of James Moriarty in different personifications. Hmm. Yep. I I hear that one. That one makes sense to me. Yeah. Gotcha. That, that, There's a bunch of examples of, out there. Yeah. Nice. Any other thoughts, uh, Tristan? So on the season. Okay. So what I want. Uh, so the very end of Wonderverse, Wonderverse, the after credit scene, um, bring Parkins back to something that they've been kind of setting up, starting with Captain Marvel. And what I is what I'm guessing is probably going to be a big part of the next arc, uh, which are the Skrull. Yeah. Yeah, and here's what's kind of got me worried, is that they've thus far been painting the Skrull as this sort of sympathetic, this sort of, like, a sympathetic um, Mm -hmm. faction. Um, But in the comics, they are big bad guys. Mm. Like, they are really big bad guys. Are, are there any famous scroll? Uh, the Super Scroll, uh, no. who has been a constant, who uh, is a, in the comics is a constant adversary uh, to the Fantastic Four, gotcha. who has all of their powers. Gotcha. That's what the scroll do in the comics: is they show up and basically take things slash people apart to figure out how their powers work, and adopt those powers into their armies. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, are fucked up, baby. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool famously defeats an entire invasion of Skrull by convincing them to take his healing factor. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, right, you guys don't have super cancer to keep the healing factor in check. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, you're mm. all exploding because your bodies are regenerating too fast. Ooh, that's mm, unfortunate. Super cancer. Yep. So this arc, is this like this another wave of Marvel Cinematic Universe that you're talking about? Yeah. That would be my assumption, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that... Because we've done the first arc. Like, gotcha. the first big arc, which culminated with Endgame and Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and now, the, now we're kind of like, okay, now we're getting ready for the second arc. You know? Like... And so we've got the stuff now, like uh, WandaVision and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I presume, or um, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home are all kind of like the bridging ones. 
Yeah. And I'm I I'm guessing that the next Doctor Strange is probably going to be the first big part of the news of the new arc. Got it. And why is that? More like Doctor Silly. <laughs> well, it's Mountains of Madness. It's gonna be weird. Uh, if they wanted to do any sort of weird multiversing bullshit, and they wanted to introduce it early, that would be the movie to do it. Um, but that's not to say that maybe they haven't already started with Far From Home. Right. Because when... I, I remember, I've been kind of re-watching them. Uh, I was re-watching them kind of as I was going through WandaVision. And I'm like, I remember when the first Iron Man came out. And we were like, we had no clue. We had no idea what we were in for when the first Iron Man movie came out. Right. At the end, it was like, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. And we're like, ooh, okay, that's interesting. Oh, maybe, are we, are we going to do like an Avengers thing? And then we got a 10-year multi-movie fucking bajillion dollars out of it. Right? But it started with it started with Iron Man. It started with that one kind of movie that was out there on its own. And so, who, so who's to say that the next thing we get isn't going to be, or hasn't already started? Right. You know, or is a little more flowing than just end of one, beginning of another. Yeah. Right. Um. So Vision is sort of back at the end of WandaVision. We should probably talk about that. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Well, uh, so apparently, uh, apparently, the the white vision, as he is at the end of WandaVision, is a thing in the comics. Mm. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, not that I am familiar with. Like, so that I can't actually speak to. I was fully expecting, uh, like, Wanda's, like, conceptual vision and this rebooted vision to merge. Like that's I was totally expecting that to happen. Um, ah, I see, I see. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking the same thing too, but then I end up the thing I end up doing with a lot of these things is if it's not a comic I've read, I just go and read about it. Because <laughs> I don't got I already just spent like five hours watching one today. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't, I don't need to spend like two days reading comics. Right? I do ain't this. Got, I do this. Yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody got time for that shit. Uh, anytime no. people, anytime people like mention somebody's name in one of these episodes or any of these kind of things, they're like, "Oh, you know, um, Linda, Linda, whatever." I'm like, "Linda Billy Bob," and I'm Linda like, "Linda Billy okay, Bob." Like, welcome whatever. back to welcome back to the program, the the mm-hmm. the life program. I'm like, uh, okay, and I'll go to Google and be like, "Linda Google, Billy Bob, Google help, Google Chan, please." Linda Billy Bob, uh, you know Marvel or something, and then you know look up what who these people actually are. And yeah. Sometimes like, it's a this bit character of a spoiler, has been around. But... It's been like this character's been around for fifty years and has been a crucial right. part of blah 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 blah. Right. right. Like I don't I don't know and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> First appearance, Linda Billy Bob number one, 1943, yep. and I'm like okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that, that's one of the things with like like we talk not really here on the cast a lot more but more about on um, than other things but like we talk about like fucking one piece right 
you know, with yeah. like over a thousand chapters, and yeah. it's been going on for all this time. And there's how many episodes of the series? Like two thousand. Too many. Two thousand now. We're like, oh man, that's so many. But we never talk about the ludicrous bullshit that is Western comic history. Yes. <laughs> too much, man. Oh my god, is that some ludicrous bullshit? Yeah. Um, I mean, One Piece is a drop in the bucket, you know, yeah. compared, to, compared to that. So it's still telling its one its one unique story. Still it hasn't like veered off to different versions of the same thing and different generations and blah blah blah. So. Right. Different planets of different versions of Earth and shit. Right, exactly. Like, how many different versions of Earth are, like, circling the sun? Too many! There's, like, 50. Okay, but what about... That's not counting different dimensions. Okay, but what about... No, that's not counting different dimensions. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, it is a clusterfuck. And the other problem, too, with is that it's because it's been going on so long that with regular comics... Nothing is permanent. Nothing is fixed. Everything will change. Hmm. There is no permanency. Right. Which, like, is fine. I don't mind it. It just, like, it for me, it makes it such a daunting hobby to get into. Because people oh God, will insist, yeah. like, well, read X, Y, and Z. And it's like, you're. it makes it sound like you're making me do homework. And I hate this. Yep. Not, to mention, not to mention, if you miss a single issue... Especially these days. Like, if you miss a single issue and you can't find it, good fucking luck following what may happen afterwards. Yeah, I think the other thing, and again, this is my ignorance, but it feels like with a lot, like with a lot of other industries, when they find the cash cow, they tend mm -hmm. to revisit it over and over and over again over instead of... and over. Right. And over. Right, so you get, you'll get, like, the tenth version of Spider-Man as opposed to the first version of some new thing. And so I'm, I don't really know what they're going to do for Arc 2, but I'm, I'm guessing you have a better idea. Um, like I said, I'm guessing it's going to be a scro the Scroll Invasion. But is it the same characters or is it new heroes? So, too? so what my guess is that it's going to be a little of column A, a little of column B. Okay. Um, mainly because they kind of have to, yeah. you know? Like, like. So, spoilers for the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, starting now. Like, like Tony's what? dead. Like Tony's dead. Cap is re Cap. Cap is retired. Uh, Vision was dead. We can't get Black Panther back now. For very sad reasons. Mm -hmm. Um. Like. Yeah, um, and 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 we also know that some things have like we know some movies have been announced, um, so we know the so we probably know where some things are gonna go, like like we know that our our Thor is probably just gonna be hanging around with the Guardians of the Galaxy for the next few movies, uh, right. because they've announced Lady Thor. Yay, Lady Thor! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Love is, Lady Thor. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Lady Thor moment is when she says to regular Thor, "Calm thine tits." Calm thine tits. Calm thine tits. Everything will be explained in time. 
Um, are there any other series planned beyond the um, Winter Soldier? No. Uh, <laughs> There's a Loki one that they announced recently, didn't yep. they? Yeah, they have announced Loki's getting his own series. Because he's now undead for the nth time. Yeah, I was gonna say Loki just cannot die. Oh, I've been muted! Oh gosh, this is so funny. I was I was trying to interject multiple times. I was just like, Tris, why are you being such a dick? Getting really frustrated with us for not letting you letting you say anything. I'm like pulled away by your lady friend. Yeah. I thought this. I saw you mute. I was like, he must have to step away for a few no, minutes. No, no. I, I was literally just trying to interject on all those things. Oh no, Vera. Well, it's okay. I was like, wow, this is going to be terrible to get it for me to like just like put this thing, and then like Dan and Tris are just like bowling over me. Oh no, I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's my fault. This is hilarious. Uh, you weren't <laughs> muted, and we were showing no mercy. No, no mercy. Uh, Fuck Vera. He's not allowed to have a pig. So it's two things. One, uh, they basically arranged it so there's going to be a Marvel series every single, I believe, every single Friday a week uh, through this year. So it's basically like they're just like there's going to be new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. Uh, I will say that uh, in terms of like the comics to movies thing, one of the cool things about the MCU is there does seem to be a very organic moving on and desire to both introduce new characters and change the guard and hopefully they stick to and I think this will be the big thing is whether they're going can resist keeping Robert Downey Jr. dead um, mm-hmm. because if they do that I think that also kind of puts into the stakes in terms of like what death can potentially like mean in the th- uh, in, in, in the movies just as a, but on the flip side of it with comics I think it's less about you know like yes that because people keep on coming back stakes can be lessened and and all but it's i think it's more about like you know within your when you're reading a a book oh a a series in of its uh, in of itself you know it's still you know you still get a hit when you see somebody die you still like have a feeling you know when something awful is happening and uh i think it's more about like you read it for the different sections or you see how things evolve and even more importantly you see what new take a new writer has on it and you know it's not as and Yes, sometimes you just go back to the well, but other thing times, you know, you get a G. Willow Wilson creating Kamala Khan, who's going to be coming in as like you know the uh, Muslim Muslim Pakistani American um, uh, Miss Miss Marvel with stretchy powers. Uh, yep. I do love Miss Marvel so freaking much. She's great. She's like kind of like the the in kind of in any ways like the modern Spider Man. Uh, so in terms of like you know actual teenage hero doing funds doing uh, getting into adventures. So and also I love the New Jersey localization. It's it's it, it, it's real good. So I, I think yeah. So Sabera, so, so two things. I hope yes. we get, I can't wait for her. I also hope we get Gwenpool because oh, especially oh, Gwenpool would be so cute. Especially in a movie context with her meta powers. That would be great. And then secondly, love Gwenpool. Secondly, I'm also super jaded about character deaths in Western comics because, like most of you. I was alive and a kid for when Superman died the first time. And it was a big thing. And people made a big deal out of it. Like, oh my god, they killed Superman! Holy! That's that's unheard of! This is incredible! And then it's like, yeah, and then like six months later, you know, no, he's back. 
<laughs> well, and then they did a similar thing with, uh, with, with with how they handled Captain America being killed too. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, I I I do think one of the things that I appreciated about um uh, about the Vision thing here was is that um was that I liked the fight between White Vision, who you know, for in the show was essentially Vision's body, who is that was reanimated by the evil government people using Wanda's power, and the Vision that Wanda created using her uh, her Mind Stone powers, where it's essentially. Vision, basically a vision that was just like Vision's soul, or at least you know her reflection of what that was, versus his body. And then they have this conversation where they go over like the famous thought experiment of the ship of Theseus. Yeah, it was like suggested by my friend Alex. I do believe that it would be really cool if the whole fight had just been that, where instead of them just like fighting and doing Marvel battley stuff, they then ju- they just like start at and then just have this philosophical debate which solves it where they literally just start fighting just like we must determine who we are ship of theseus time go <laughs> or or yes. like they or like they get like so they smash each other into the building and one of them just goes this is ultimately pointless because we can both turn insubstantial mm. how do you suggest we solve this then chess and then it just like it has all the yeah. time and then it just cuts to the two visions like playing chess against each other while everything's going around outside. I do I do love that so much. So, that would have been awesome. I would also posit one other thing though, which was a little odd, which was is that uh I get why thematically Wanda took down the whole hex, and I get why thematically she had to say goodbye to her version of um her version of vision, um, in order to move on recovery, but the one thing is, is that the kids were very much alive and real, and by taking it on the hex, she was destroying these kids. And I get her thing, like do, like, and I just don't understand why, with that knowledge that there's literal children existing because of this, you wouldn't just like shrink the hex to your house. If I'm remembering correctly, it's the hex. Is- Billy and Tommy are made in a really weird way. It's like something involving the hex and like life energy and at some point I think in like 616 or whatever, I could be talking out of my ass, they also like disappear. Yeah, like, they they disappeared and then they came back into reality, which is I think what we're seeing from like her her hearing like uh her hearing them when she's going through with like the the grimoire and such. Yeah. Something like that. It's kind of hard to remember, honestly. Barra, would you just shut up and let somebody else talk for once? My God. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody mute this man. Mute this mother... Punch him in the dick. Yes. What a a lovely song. Punch him in the dick. Awesome. Uh, Barra, did you have any? In all seriousness, did you have any other thoughts at all? That you, no, I mean, I think that you, that you got off your chest already, and now must get off your chest unmuted. Yes, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, well, it was it was just so sad and pathetic. It's like, wait, guys, if I could. Uh, <laughs> oh, poor Barra! It's okay. So it's bad. hilarious. I I just I I just wish we had like your audio still recorded, but I know yeah. it's not going to because it's correct. Yeah. So that we could have just your audio on its own as the after like after credit scene for this episode god that'd be so good like like we finish this episode and the end music plays and then it's just just bear on his own for like half an hour 
So I will say this in that uh, in the you know it's I think overall it was good. I enjoyed it. It definitely you know set some stuff up with uh, well while also you know like uh, kind of like testing the waters for other things and yeah I am curious to see what happens and uh, you know there's definitely and also you know it's nice to see that uh, El- Elizabeth Olsen is kind of stepping into me- a media media roles and mm-hmm. we're so in the MCU and uh, we're getting to see more of her quite impressive acting range because yeah, you know we, we, she did it we didn't see her as much previously and it's just no. like yeah you know what it's is uh, this is however one of our better act well one of our better and excellent actresses and like it's nice to she got to flex here and flex hard and meanwhile Paul Bettany totally got to flex hard uh, oh yeah. These two characters who never got their own movie. Yeah, there's apparently this like meme, and I haven't seen it. Um, my girlfriend's point to it where it's like apparently like people are talking about how like some guys have like bi wife energy, and so they're like doing all these pictures of like Vision having bi wife energy. So I, I, I get. God, I love it. Yeah. Anyways, Paul Bettany was delightful in that role, and uh, he, he, people felt, felt felt he was lovely. It's the way of the house husband. <laughs> Yeah. And it is an honorable and noble way. It, it, He's except a beautiful he, house except husband. he also has a uh, he has a job too in the, in all of yeah. his sitcoms. We're doing me, stuff with computers. <laughs> but what are what are we analyzing? You we know, our data. our data. What are we producing? Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's another too series. real. Too real. An, an offshoot of um, Office Space, but with Paul Bettany reprising his role in Office Space. That's amazing. Oh my God! Yes. Um, wow. I, I think the only the only other thing I have to say about this is, and again, I almost finished it, but didn't quite. Um, the last thing I saw superhero-y before this was Wonder Woman 1984, and. Oh gosh, I don't remember the last superhero thing I watched. And when I finished watching that that movie, my thought was, that was fine. But I also felt like it didn't need to exist it as totally a thing. Didn't. With this one, it, I also felt it was fine and, and, and you know, good, but I, I'll, but I had a different feeling of, I'm glad they did this, and I'm glad mm-hmm. they did this weird thing. So that, Exactly. That's all. Um, the be- the th- cool thing about superhero movies at the moment is is that um, people are in general uh, a lot, or at least Marvel's thing is like use them to tell a whole bunch of different stories. And yeah. again, it's still created under the auspices of the mouse, so there's only so much, you, so far you can push, but you can still push a decent amount. I mean, Ant Man's a fun heist movie, and like you know, Captain America: The Winter Soldier is still Captain America versus the Drone Program. Although they still pushed out by having, or I shouldn't say that, they still they scrowed it out and uh, made it so that uh, they that um that you know that, that, that Hydra was controlling Shield all wrong. No, it should have been Shield was really bad. Period. And yeah, which they had that subtext, and Cap did destroy the drone program. But I maintain, yes. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of the podcast episode. Scrowed it out. <laughs> it out! Oh my god! Well, you know, because it's the scrotum is weak. The the, the pussy is strong. It's I mean, it pushes out a baby. I tell you, me, like you know, like tap it the wrong way, like ow, pain. I'm talking about the scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna god. keep digging, d- doubling down on this conversation. Vera, more and more uncomfortable. <laughs> Very no, 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 here's the thing. The Any, you know what the gin blossoms say, Dan? 
Anywhere you go, I will follow you down. <laughs> I will follow you down. <laughs> every breath you take. Thank you. Every step Thank you, you make. so incredibly much for providing me with one of the songs that we'll put in the future in this podcast episode. It's it's true. And uh, that's even a different song, Allie, but um, I'll also take I'll, I'll also take being stalked by Sting for 100, please. Yay! <laughs> Oh my god, if Sting isn't in the new Dune movie they're making in some capacity, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Be, I just need I'm there just to be an abundance head. of pugs. Oh my god. If there's not an abundance of pugs, that, I'll be the sad. Pug, the pug, the scene where Patrick Stewart has like the submachine gun and is holding the pug, he's like, for Duke, Lua, Leo, and Trainee. Yes, oh my god. I want that to be a picture. I know, I want that to be a shirt with just like for Duke, Leo, and Trainee's like underneath in script. Yes, I do. please. I am already excited for that podcast when the new Dune comes out. Oh yeah. God, I can't, I... Is it bad for me to have high hopes for it? Because I have high hopes for it. I don't think maybe, it's bad. Maybe they'll finally do it right. I mean, I love I love the old Dune movie, but for not good reasons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here's what I will say about old Dune, about new Dune movie, um, which is why I'm excited for it. Like you know, I do love Denny Denny Villeneuve. Like you know, we talked about how like Blade Runner 2049 was a great movie on this cast. Um, the guy did what I thought was nearly impossible. That and um, you know, also he has a good cast. I mean, like Timothy Chalamet. Um, like many people, I don't understand why why so many why why so many of the fairer sex love them some Timothy Chalamet, but they do. And he also happens to be a very good actor. Um, and uh, Timothy Chalamet is lovely. Yeah. No. Honestly, at this point, I think it's. I think it's just the Dune is such a weird book. Yeah. But I think I think this, at this point we're getting to the point where you know maybe maybe the problem's the source material. <laughs> maybe it's, yeah. you know maybe it just it just doesn't lend itself to a film adaptation. Maybe it just, should just stay a book. I mean what? I don't know. It's a shame because the, the, envir- the environment and the world is so cool in that. Oh yeah. But gonna I hear, say, I hear did you ever saying. watch the documentary about Yodorovsky's Dune? It's really I fascinating. I did stuff. not, but I, I, I definitely would. Uh, I, I've heard it's, a, I've heard it's worth, worth watching the, uh, the doc on it. Uh, I, I will say that, like, I know, I, I read Dune and it's good and I enjoy it. And yeah, like the whole atmosphere is very cool. I don't actually think it's that difficult to adapt um, in terms of like. I mean, I think that you have to do big epic sweep. And you have to have the money, and you have to have the actors, etc. But I mean, we'll see. I think this seems to be like just going as like a straight hero's journey adaptation, which is what the first Dune book is. Well, I think it's more like, and again, I couldn't really get into the other, the Dune sequels, although I have friends who swear by them, and uh, I've certainly read Wikipedia, etc. Is that like once you get past that first book, where it's just like, where it's like, oh, okay, the hero has now completed his journey, and then you're getting into like, oh. This is the problem when you have a god emperor with a whole fanatic legion of and uh, and and a willingness to use nuclear weapons um, yeah. and all weird but, shit. Like it gets, a re- I, I think it gets far weirder after the first book. Oh god, I it think, gets way weirder. I think book one is you just have to have proper scope. Um, you know, after it, we'll we'll see. Um, so yeah, yeah. 
But having, well, anyway, a, but having an old powerful god emperor who's with a willingness to use nuclear weapons seems to work fine for Warhammer 40k. I'll just leave that one there. One division. One division. One division. Good. One division. One division worth a watch, in my opinion. One division. One division. Pretty dang good. You should watch. Boon, you watch. It just makes me think of the Mabim Bam bit where they're like chicken soup for boys. <laughs> Any other thoughts before we adjourn? No, I I think it's uh, I think we're good. Uh, go watch Wandavision. Tell us what you think, and also you know enter the JoJo's contest. Really, yeah, it's yours to take it. To, I was just about to plug that. So, as of recording this episode, Dan, do we have any responses yet? Uh, we do not. So uh, uh. let's 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 get on it. So for all of you listening to this episode of the SpoilerCast, please go back and listen to our previous episode of the SpoilerCast, where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2, Battle Tendency, because there is a giveaway in it. I have got an extra set of series Season 1 JoJo Blu-rays taking up space here in my house that I want to give away. Listen to the episode, enter the contest, please. Agreed. Please. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Listen, if, uh, I mean, obviously we expect our Ypsilanti, Michigan listeners to send in, but if you're just some random, like, uh, 19-year-old in the middle of Tennessee, please reach out. We, we, Chris, Chris would love to send you a JoJo set. Yes, please. Come learn to love the JoJos. And the muscular, glorious men. Please, they're so right. beautiful. They are beautiful indeed. Would you, I mean, the you, series is all about beautiful men. Iraqi said to him, so to himself, won't, yes, won't there you, are beautiful women, but it's about the beautiful won't, men. Won't you please adopt a pillar man today? <laughs> if there was a child right in front of you, what would you do? If there were a pillar man right in front of you, what would you do? For just, for just zero dollars a day, you too can enter into this contest and take home a pillar man of your very own. And with that, Barra, yeah, you're on mute. I'm Barra, and you're, I'm signing you're... off. Yeah. Great. Oh, are, are we signing off? <laughs> yeah. yeah with that, I don't know, are we? <laughs> yeah, with that, I think it's time we bring this to an episode, episode to a close. You, you could find us. Our minds. You could find us on spoilermedia.net slash spoilercast. Or you can well, find us on all those lovely podcast services such as Spotify. I, uh, Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now. Google Podcasts, like everywhere, Stitcher, all those things, or just our RSS feed. Yeah, you can yeah. you can literally pick us up on all the major things, and uh, you, and yeah, listen to us. You can in get your all car. this on our website. Yeah, you can listen to us in your car. Listen you can us contact us if you have any questions or want to recommend something for us to do a show about. Yeah, seriously. Like if you're just some random uh, random forty five year old man. Having a midlife crisis, you think, oh, these people who are having many crises of their own should talk about something? Yeah, we'll indulge you. We'll even, like, we'll even say your name, Bert, multiple times when we talk about your thing that you want us to spoil. The show Wings from the 1990s. We'll watch a few episodes, Bert, and then we'll talk about it. That's but right. we'll say I it can't... a lot, Bert. That's right. I really can't wait to talk about 
the TV show Wings on our next podcast. <laughs> Guys, as we're going to talk about Chia's next time. As suggested by your name. Talking here. about Chia's, mate. <laughs> okay, okay but seriously. But seriously, when are we going to get to the Cheers spinoff that we definitely need to talk about, which is Frasier? There is oh, a I reboot of it. I know. No. I, I know. I, Let's not go like, down this tangent. Why? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now okay. we got caught. We got caught. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>